Welcome to Women and Confidence, a podcast where we get to the heart of the confident woman. Welcome back, and today we are going to take another deep dive into one of the chapters of our book, Women in Confidence, The Truth About the Lies We Tell Ourselves. And this one's a juicy one because this one has to do with partners and the feeling that we can't be confident without a partner. And I mean, this we come by this innocently because, you know, we're all raised on fairy tales and happy ever after stories and pairing off and we're social beings to begin with. So we like to be social with other people. But there is this notion out there uh, that I'll feel better, I'll feel more confident if I've got somebody beside me. And we've all probably experienced those girls, those young women in high school who just rotated boyfriends yeah. <laughs> or partners. Yeah. You know, they always had to have somebody with them. They I just, was one of them. Were you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. I was one of the ones in high yeah. school. I was like, hello, <laughs> anybody out there? So <laughs> until I met my my guy. Um, but but. Linda, this is one of the chapters that you tackled because this was a big, this was one of your sticky issues of uh, this feeling, or I had to have a partner in order to feel confident. So can you talk a bit to to what was going on in your mind at the time? Yeah, sure. You know, it's amazing to me as I look back that I, from the age when you first start dating, like I was 16 when I first started dating, I was never without a man. This is going to shock you. I was oh, never dear. without a man from the age of 16 to 45. Now, let me explain. I was either dating, like boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. right? I was either living with someone or I was married. And the other amazing thing is that I never got out of those relationships unless I knew there was a, there was a guy waiting in the wings for me. What was behind that? What was going so, on in your mind? So I could never leave a relationship and just kind of find myself alone, single. That was the scariest thing for me. I had just grown up with this idea that I needed to have a partner. And I actually don't know where that came from. Maybe I read too many gothic novels or read too many fairy tales, but and my parents did not have a happy marriage. So you'd think I would be the opposite, like, you know. <laughs> but I don't know where it came from. It's not really important where it came from. It's just that's who I was. And mm. and I hopped from man to man to relationship. And some of them lasted a long time. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm on my third marriage now. So I was married uh, for quite a long time before and had live-in relationships that were lengthy. So I wasn't like superficial or frivolous. These were deep, sometimes very meaningful relationships. But there was always this sense that I could never step outside and be single and, and have my own identity and my own life because that was scary territory for me to, to walk on. And, uh, and so I, by the time I was 45, somehow or other, I had gotten myself out of a very long live-in relationship, 11 years. And for the first time in my life, there I was, single, suddenly single. I mean, it was a very scary time, but that's what happened. And for the first time in my life, I lived as a single woman for, it actually only lasted eight months. Oh, but, God. <laughs> but those eight months, I pride myself on. They were on. the longest eight months of your life. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I prided myself. And, yeah. and ironically, they were some of the happiest times I've ever had because I really got to experience me confidently living on my own and managing to do it perfectly okay, well. Okay, so what, what happened? So you went from being a person who felt, well, uh, no way can I be confident if I don't have somebody beside me to somebody who was suddenly single and you you just said that you were confidently living alone. So what what how did the confidence piece what did you realize about that? Well, here's the thing. I so I was with living with this guy for about eleven years. And for the first four years, five years, it was fine. It was happy. You know how it is. And then it just became very troublesome. And I realized as decent and as kind as he was, which he was, he was all wrong for me. He, we just, we're like oil and water, mm. right? And, and so for the last five years of that relationship, I heard that voice. It, it started off as a very quiet voice inside of me saying, you need to move on. This is not the person for you. And he, he, he'd asked me to marry him too. He was very committed and there was always this quiet voice in me saying, no, it's not the right person for you. And that voice, the volume started to get higher. That, that kind of got louder. And so by the end of that 11 years, I, and, and I, because I had been reading self-help books, I was reaching out trying to find some, some guidance from the outside, like, and, and I'd read a ton of books on relationships and, and why, you know, how to know when something's not right for you and how to honor yourself and respect yourself and do. And I knew, I just knew intellectually that what they were saying was right, but I couldn't make the change. It just, it just, it wasn't enough for me. And uh, so even though I understood intellectually, there was, a, there was a, a gap there. There was just something that wasn't allowing me to create that change. So how the chair, I eventually I did have the courage and the confidence to say, no, I deserve better and I have to move out. And I can only put it down to the fact that that change happened for me because I had an insight. I had a realization, a deep insight, a deep realization. Maybe it's just after so many years of just living a lie and living a life that was very difficult and painful. I just had enough. I just was hurting so much. It's like I had my hand on that stove for so long, that hot stove, and I knew I had to take it off. It was just, there was no question. It got to that point. So, you know, it's like when you're, when you're hurting enough, then you have to, then I, I started going inside and realizing that yeah, this is, this is not great. This is not what, how I should be living. So that came from in me. It didn't come from somebody telling me. Uh, I knew instinctively on a deep, deep core level that how I was living was, was uh, all wrong for me. Mm. And that's when, that's when I was able to really make the change. Up till that point, had you been attributing your confidence your ability to just show up in life to the fact that you had this man? Yeah, uh, essentially that was what was going on. But here's the thing, as I look back, I mean, the, the, the beauty of hindsight, right? You can go back and you can see what was really happening is that because I hopped from man to man, I didn't allow myself to have that space 
to really think about who I was and what I wanted, it was always geared towards what does the man want? You know, what is the, who is the man? Where is he going to take me? You know, I never felt that I was, I should be first or I should have a voice or, I mean, I, I did have a voice, but it was really overshadowed by a lot of thinking that I am only half myself if I don't have a man. Do you know what's interesting? That, you know, you, you had this double thing going on. You had this, I'm only half myself if I'm not with a man. But even in the relationship, you know what's being highlighted? The fact that the man always came first. Your mm-hmm. voice was still smaller. So so it shows that even then, your confidence was being overshadowed by whatever thinking you were having in even that relationship, even though you thought the only way I can be confident is with a partner. Mm. Even in partnership, you didn't have, you know, the full level of confidence that you now see and you now live in terms of where you see confidence really coming from. Because it wasn't coming from the man. Yeah. It wasn't coming from the partnership. Yeah. It was coming from somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. But I I didn't allow myself the space to really have the insight of that. Yeah. I I couldn't see it because I was so trying to fill my life with another person. And and that kind of blocked my own blossoming in a sense, you know. So, yeah, I I thought my way into that existence. (laughs) I thought my way into it because I had a whole bunch of thinking you don't want to be without a man. You don't want to be without a partner. You don't want to be living alone. You can't make it alone financially. Um, and who are you without that other person? So for whatever reason, I don't know where I got that thinking, but I always, I grew up with this uh, set of beliefs that my life was secondary to my husband or my partner mm-hmm. and that I, I needed that other person to complete me. The interesting thing that happened is that when I finally got out of that relationship and I had my six to eight months of freedom of just (laughs) being with me, that was actually a really happy time because I I started for the first time just seeing my confidence come out that, you know, I'm just living for me and it's just me that's relating to other people. It's me that's creating my experience of, of wherever it is I wanted to achieve in life. And it was tremendous freedom. And I was actually having a lot of fun. And it was at that time when I was feeling that way that I actually met my current husband. But when I entered into that relationship, it it wasn't the same. It was a completely different experience. It's like, you know, you have your life and I have my life and we'll just come together and play together. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a whole different experience of being in a relationship. I actually have met so many women who, because I used to be a relationship coach, and I was struck by how there were so many women who fell into these two categories of one, they really wanted to find a husband or a partner because they had that, you know, I'm not complete without a man. But also a lot of women who were afraid to leave relationships because, you know, they thought, well, if I leave him, then there's the risk I take that I won't be, I don't have the confidence to know that I'm going to be okay in life on my own. That's That's a a real big one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was me. So I, Mm. I know that. 
And that's why I continued to sit in that, as I call that dirty diaper of, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't, I couldn't change it. Yeah. The thing that's amazing to me is we innocently come by these beliefs. I mean, they're just conditioned ways of thinking, but they begin with thought. You know, a belief is just a thought you think over and over again with increasing certainty. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how when we allow that space to, to happen, we notice how these qualities within us just start to bubble up. Yeah. This confidence, which shows us that it's, it's not outside in. It's not coming from outside our level of confidence or this quality of confidence. It's not out there. It's not because you have the perfect man or the perfect house or the perfect kids. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it, which is, you know, we get mixed up in this culture and our society that we think the confidence comes from all of that. Yeah. But as you saw, there was something within that just comes to the surface when our busy minds and all of our belief systems kind of settle down. It naturally surfaces. It and does, it's always yeah. been there. Yeah. It was quite a revelation to me to be aware when I when I was living on my own. Wow, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually living quite well. Not only that, I'm actually doing better. And who knew that I had that resiliency, confidence to conduct my life as a single woman? It shocked me. Yeah. And I think back to all those years, you know, that I kept that down. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to experience that. You know, it's interesting. I notice a lot of women of maybe a generation above us, if they've been divorced or their husband has passed away, so many of those women say, I don't want to get remarried. I know. And the men are all like, I can't wait to get remarried, you know? And it's. Be I think it's because a lot of the women are for the first time experiencing these qualities that are were always in them but they didn't know. It was all covered up by all yeah. these, you know, expectations and, and thoughts and beliefs about how they had to be in partnership and yeah. what that meant. Yeah, it's interesting that you should bring that up because just a few days ago, my husband uh, has had a colleague in China, actually, and um, he just passed away. And his wife wrote an email. And uh, obviously, she's very sad. Yeah, that she's lost him. But I, I said to Tim, my husband, I said, uh, I don't know about you, but when I was reading her email to us, I got this sense, I got this really strong feeling that she was sad that her husband had died, but she was also feeling, feeling a tremendous freedom mm -hmm. that she was actually feeling for the first time. Wow. Because she was going to go, she was talking about how she was going to travel and visit people oh my and, goodness, yeah. and it was like it was so kind of clear to me wow yeah she's sad that she's no longer in a partnership but there's something coming out of her that maybe hadn't been addressed all those years that now needs to come out you know right. is that freedom that confidence to know that she can be okay on her own and I'll tell you I've often thought because I'm in a really good relationship now because my husband does his thing, I do my thing, and we come together, like I said, to play and share. But I've often thought, what would happen if he died, or even if he was unfaithful and fell in love with someone else? How would I, how would I be? And I can honestly say that 
yes, I'd be sad because that's normal. It's mm-hmm. normal to feel that. That's human, right? We, we have our sadness and our disappointments and our regrets. But I know I would be okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I just know it in my bones just the way I know, you know, my fingerprint is there and it never changes. I know that I would be okay and that I would be resilient and move on and do what the next thing I have to do. But if you had told me that the years before when I was in those difficult relationships, um, I write about it in this chapter actually, how that boyfriend of mine that I was living with for 11 years, he decided to leave. We, we, you know, he said, I had, we need to separate. And I found myself on my knees crying, begging him to stay. I couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. But now I could. You know, this this calls almost for a deeper conversation as well about how, how women are in relationship and how we we stifle those innate qualities within us because we think we have to behave or show up in relationship a certain way. Yeah. And so once once that relationship is broken one way or another, we get this sense and this space to finally allow these qualities to be there and to show up. So it's it's almost addressing those qualities are there, they're within you, they don't need to be covered up. Yeah. It's it's about a conversation in relationship too. Yeah. And what's coming up for me right now is also this whole idea of boy, most of us just do not know how powerful we are. Yeah. What we've got inside of us to be resilient, to be creative, to be to know how to survive how yeah. to be confident. Um, we're not giving it ourselves a chance to really feel that, you know. We're, it's almost like we're going through life and we're not plugged in. Actually, a really good metaphor is the dimmer switch, right? We've yeah. all got brilliant light within us, but some of us have got that dimmer switch really low. Mm-hmm. There's light still coming through, but we're not full spectrum, right? right? And that's how it is. It's like if only we knew our power, we wouldn't get stuck and trapped in these relationships that drain us or these lives that take us in a in a in a, a direction that may be not so good, take us into bad areas of our life, bad neighborhoods, bad relationships, bad yeah. partnerships. Everything we need, it's it's all built in. We have it. We're designed for success. You just gotta give yourself, have have the faith that it's there and, and allow it to come out and let it guide you mm-hmm. you know and I never knew that no I, I didn't know for years I kn- either for so many years yeah. I didn't know that I'm, I'm actually uh, a great way to end this Lana is mm-hmm. um, there's a quote that we have in the book at the beginning of this chapter by Sidney Banks uh, the inspiration for this book and he says that this is one of my favorite quotes if the only thing people learned was not to be afraid of their experience, that alone would change the world. Now, how true is that? If I, if I hadn't have been so afraid of my experience yeah. or what I thought my experience was going to be, boy, would my world have changed. Because we're the ones innocently attaching meaning to every experience. Exactly. You know, whether yeah. it's scary or exciting or whatever. I mean, it's just... It's all our personal minds that are creating that story within us and not realizing all those qualities in us moving us towards 
thriving. Yeah. Moving us towards moving that dimmer switch up to bright. Yeah. You know, and we keep not realizing we keep it on low. Yeah. What the truth tells me now is that I, I did actually have everything I needed, even mm. without a man. I had, I had the ability to survive, even thrive. I can look back with regret. Why the heck didn't I know this stuff back then? But it's okay because now I know. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I just had to go through that, and I did, and I came out the other end. But for anybody now who's kind of wondering, you know, take what we're, we're talking about here, just consider it. You don't have to do anything, but just consider, what if you actually had everything you need already inside you, but you're the one that's just keeping that switch low? It's not about the man or the partnership or the relationship or the car or the house or the kids or yeah. anything. It's, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And you know what? I think we all know that on a deep level, but I know. some of us just don't want to turn up that volume and hear it loudly. We don't want to really buy into that. But you know what? We all secretly know that. I think, don't you? I think truth resonates, Mm. you know, like on that deep level, if you're quiet and you hear that, you know, you you know, of course you do. We're just Uh, afraid. Yeah. It's okay to be afraid, but you know, I think we're done, haven't we? I think we are. Thanks, Lana. All right. Thanks, Linda. Bye. You've been listening to Women and Confidence, a podcast with Lana Bastianuti and Linda Ford. Don't forget to subscribe and share with other women. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review and rating. Until next time, here's to your confident life.